three, two, one. Welcome everyone to the TMG podcast. This is Chris Dufresne of TMG, joined again by the cohorts. Some of them shuffling papers, some of them making sounds, but now we, we have quiet. We have the whole gang here again. Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football, Mark Blauchin, Mr. Sunshine. We call him sometimes. <laughs> Herbie Gould, the Gould Standard, reporting live from somewhere in Chicago area. Are you in Chicago or are you live in the uh, suburbs of Chicago? Uh, no, we are right here. I'm just a mile north of the United Center. So I can I can I can I could walk to work if I covered pro teams. Well, and you know, and it was not it was never winter there either. You walk to work in the in the uh, in the freezing cold winters too. Well, we're not really we're not really all that you know afraid of cold winters. You know, we're we're hardy here in the Midwest. We we call it bear weather. <laughs> right. When you when you go golfing in November in in Chicago, then I, you know I that's, just played. I played on Monday. That's what I hear. So yeah. was the grass is, is the grass it, green or brown? Uh, the grass was green. You know, the best thing about November golf is it's not crowded. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Um, okay, let's move forward. Let's once again bring in and thank our sponsor, APBAGames.com, APA, the unchallenged king of quality sports strategy games. We usually talk baseball with Mark Blauchin at this point, uh, but the baseball season's over. Uh, Mark, I know you're going through withdrawals, but what I was thinking was, you remember last year when, when John Herson, before the championship game, he had already played out uh, some of the playoff games, hadn't he, on on his uh, street? He, he did, yeah. Uh, I don't know how much fun this year's would be with Alabama. Uh, you know, probably, I don't know what kind of card game doesn't produce <laughs> Alabama as, as the champion, but maybe we can get John to... Uh, you know, do some some mock playoff games as we get closer to the once we know the playoff teams for sure, and then uh, that would be fun to see how he thinks some of these things might play out. Well, it's a wide ranging thing, Doof. You know, um, one of my friends who read my this is this is like the ultimate uh, plugger. One of my friends who read my 1908 Cubs book, great book, is an it, thank you is an APBA baseball guy, and he. Didn't he wasn't really into the 1908 Cubs until he read the book, and now it turns out there actually is a, a 1908 Cubs team for the APBA uh, historic baseball. I did not know about that. I got to get together with him. We uh, Blau and I were talking about this. We could put 1908 against the uh, 2016 Cubs, and uh, that would be a great interest in Chicago. That'd be great. Yeah. I think we should play the, um, the, they can play the Merkel's Boner game over against the New York Giants, right? I mean, I wonder how that would come out again uh, if they... Uh, I guess it would just depend on who, uh, you know, the umpire was. I mean, how do you project, get, uh, you know, getting a ball out of the stands? I think that's what happened in that game, right? Didn't they, they had to, the guy had, they had to go into the stands to get the ball to, 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 to complete the play, I think. They or, did. They had to go into the stands, although... Some uh, would contend that the fact that the ball was thrown into the stands <laughs> by Iron Man McGinty of the Giants <laughs> constituted interference. So whether the ball was actually... There's a big argument about whether the ball was actually retrieved 
And uh, Keith Olbermann, uh, people who were recognized from his ESPN days, and I think he's even back there now, actually owns the ball or did own it at one time. It was one of those, yeah. you know, prized possessions that was auctioned around. And, uh, you know, if you believe the story, then he has the ball that was thrown into the stands and retrieved. Wow. That's pretty exciting. Uh, but uh, I wonder how, God, I wonder how you, how you prove that. It must have been retrieved right away, I guess, and, and preserved somewhere. All right, well, let's move on into the, the sport we know and love. The, uh, it is November. Whether it's in November to remember, it remains to be seen. But let's get into the sort of unexciting college football playoff ranking this week. Uh, nothing was, nothing was, there, there were some subtle surprises. But uh, I'm going to bring Tony in, Mr. College Football, because you, uh, you, you brought up kind of a nightmare scenario. You know, what, what otherwise looks like a pretty clean cut chalk. Uh, outcome of all these teams win. Uh, that's not necessarily the case. And explain that scenario to the to our podcast listeners. Well, you know, guys, history history has told us going through you know going all the way back through the BCS era is just when you think you've got it figured out and you think you know exactly how it's going to play out, weird stuff happens. But when you sit there and look at the top four, top five, it just looks like. Those top four are going to Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Michigan. It just looks like they're going to win out. If they win out, it's real simple because uh, Georgia, number five, Georgia plays Alabama for the SEC championship game. Oklahoma gets left out if they go 12 and one. So, real simple. But the complicating factor is what if Alabama loses to Georgia? What happens? Right. A, how far does Alabama fall? Do they fall all the way? out of the top four to five or lower. If they don't, then what you're left with, with a, with a let's say Alabama loses to Georgia on a field goal at the buzzer here in Atlanta, you'd have Clemson number one, Notre Dame or Michigan, uh, Notre Dame or Georgia number two. Let's say you have, let's just say you have Clemson number one, Notre Dame number two, Georgia number three, and then the committee would have these choices for the number four game. 12 and one Alabama, 12 and one Michigan, 12 and one Oklahoma or 11 and one West Virginia, 12 and one Washington State. Who do you choose? Um, do you choose do you choose Michigan, the Big Ten champion? or do you choose Alabama with the same record that's been ranked number one all year and has won five of the last nine national championships? Um, Who do you choose? What, what's the score of the game? The, the Georgia yeah Alabama Alabama game oh field goal at the buzzer well uh, then the Michigan's in trouble I say yep. uh, but here I think the committee the, the committee made a good uh, an interesting tell this year about what they think of Alabama or anybody that plays Alabama LSU <laughs> LSU lost at home by 29 points was shut out at home and dropped to four spots. To number seven. So, what do you think is going to happen if number one Alabama loses uh, by a field goal, uh, and, and LSU drop four spots after a twenty-nine point loss? I think that's yeah, well, pretty telling. Well, he, and here's the thing, guys. Coaches, there, there are five coaches on the thirteen-person committee. Coaches look at this stuff different than civilians do. 
the way coaches look at this thing, they would look all those teams that I just reeled off. They put those teams up there. Said which of, they would think which of these four teams do I not want to play, and they don't want to play Alabama. Well, uh, of that choice, and that's that's why I think Alabama will get it. Uh, the, the, uh, Herb, come in here to represent Michigan, and I want you to play the part of Jim Harbaugh, uh, being told this the news that. His Big Ten champions are not in after a... Uh, well, you know, I, I think that, first of all, I, I heard Jerry DiNardo, who, uh, if I remember correctly, was an LSU coach for a brief time. Yep. Uh, he went he went ballistic on uh, BTN yesterday when that scenario was presented to him <laughs> at the prospect of Michigan not getting in. I mean, and, and his case, and, and I, I sort of feel that way, too. If, if, if Michigan ends up running the table, and their only loss is a first weekend in Notre Dame, which is in the playoff, how can you not have the Big Ten champion in that Final Four? You know, and, and then, you well, know, we, the we, other yeah. question is... We just, we just told like you how. You just, <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I don't know how you can do that. I mean, what, what Tony presented there, uh, who don't you want to play, Alabama, that, that's a very nice scenario. I guess it just depends on how you phrase the question. I mean, I also would say that even though it's not written into the bylaws in any way, it's it's supposed to be a national tournament, you know, and that's the the, the beauty and and the uh, and the controversy of college football is that we we have these un you know unsubjective or, or subjective but un, unsolvable quandaries. You know, we we went through the Central Florida thing ad nauseum last week. You know, and, and we could say, well, you know what, there's just kind of this invisible rule that Central Florida doesn't get in. And, and at the same time, we have this other thing where it's not really a national tournament if if you're constantly saying we're going to take the best team. Well, you know, you could have a scenario then where you could put Georgia and LSU and in some years Auburn. Or you could just have an all-SEC final if, if you really want to say, who's the team I don't want to play? So I, you know, I, I think that it would diminish the tournament if you don't have if you don't have a, a Big Ten champion like Michigan in there. And the way they're playing, you know, they have they have a pretty good case. I mean, that defense is awfully good. Now, offensively, they're not going to match up with with what Alabama is doing by any stretch. But this is subjective stuff, guys. I, I you know, I I don't know exactly yeah. if we're really going to be fair about it. I, I don't know how you can get to that. Ultimate Fair? Answer. No, no, no. Mark, let's, Jer- Jersey guy, Jersey guy. I'm going to bring Jersey guy in on this first. I'm, but with a, uh, I'm going to say if there's one thing that the committee does not care about is Alabama winning the SEC title and and being in the playoff. Alabama has did not win the SEC title in 2011 and and won the national title. Did not win the not even the SEC West uh, uh, last year and won the national title. So. Conference championships, although it is listed as a priority uh, for consideration by the committee, is easily and often ignored concerning Alabama. Go ahead, Jersey guy, Mark Lodgen. Well, I, I, I agree with you guys, and and, and the committee is has fiddled with that with that uh, criteria uh, at its whim. You know, when a conference champion is important sometimes, a conference champion isn't important sometimes, depending on on how they want to. Play it, but and they've used this, the, the term "best four teams" of, uh, uh, right now is to get around that rule. 
But I was talking to Herb this, this little bit earlier today, and I ran it by some other people, and I found a solution to everything. No one, and and you you guys tell me you you guys knock this theory down. It's 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 eight teams in a playoff, which has been talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's here's where it changes. Is we we take the eight teams, every conference champion gets in, gets in the playoffs. Five, so you got five spots to three have right. That's right, number one. Right, right. Number two, championship games are gone. They no longer exist. December one, they 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 are wiped off. Not going to happen, but continue. No, oh, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, dude. Hold, hold on, dude. The reason it's not going to happen, you say, is because why? Because TV says it's it's not going to it's 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 it, it, it wants that that weekend, right? Tony, we Tony, want to bring Tony in on this? Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking right, All right now, you, you, Mr. SEC, Mr. Football. You tell me, you tell me if Jackie would would oppose this. Is the first thing you do is there's no more divisions in in college football. Every every league has one. One, one, one division. 14 teams, 15 teams, 10 teams. You have one regular season champion. That's it. You just, the tiebreaker is decided by head-to-head competition and also whatever, you know, points, whatever, whatever tiebreakers you want. So, right. so, so that's it. So they get, the num- they get the number one seed, and they get the number one seed, and they have the regular season. So that makes the regular season much more important. Then you have, instead of having the... The conference championship games on every site in Atlanta, in Dallas, in in, in Santa Clara, in, in Charlotte, you have a first round playoff game. Seeded one versus eight, two versus seven, three versus six, four versus five. Those teams play. All right. So you tell you tell me what. what so here's here's what what happened. Took too long to it's, explain. I already I already it's took too long to explain. Oh, I, 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 but I'm, I'm telling you, here's what happens is that. Is that the regular season being board, everything, the championship seven is deserved. The conference championship games, we can talk about this later, are a joke this year because they're so, they're, look, the pack, you, you, you were on the Pac 12 uh, South. Hey, you know, the, watch the Big it. Ten West, the ACC Coastal, they're, they're all jokes this year. All right, not to the teams that are in them, but anyway, Tony, tell Mark why that's not going to happen. Well, I, I think uh, what I would say about Mark's proposal that it is, as always, it's very well thought out. <laughs> it's it's very logical. Yeah. It addresses all the needs uh, for a playoff, and I would simply say that the SEC's response to that would be no. Why? Because we're not giving up our SEC championship game. You have it. <laughs> you have the game. <laughs> I mean, have the game, Tony. It's in the same spot. And, and, the, and the SEC champion is going to play in that game. And so the, you're, you're saying don't do away with divisions, but do like do like the Big 12 does and, and take your top two teams and play a championship game? Yes. Well, you said eliminate the championship. No, no, no. He's talking no. about, Tony, he's talking no, about you, you, no, the no. eight top teams in the nation. Right. So, you know, a number one Alabama would play a number eight uh, Whoever. Washington State. Oh, no, no, I, I understand what you're saying. If, what you're saying is is declare, declare conference champions based on regular season play and tiebreakers. Yes. Because yes, you don't have a game. And that, right. what I'm telling you is the SEC would, what a grand idea, will pass. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, I'm, I'm, what, but, here, but here's why it would work. That's uh, Commissioner Sankey's on the phone calling in right now. You know, that might be... That, that might be the solution to all of our problem is if the rest of the nation decided to do that, 
and then the SEC seceded, <laughs> we could have this tournament that Blau's talking about, and the Southeastern Conference could go on about their business, and the rest of us would actually have a question about who was going to be the national champion. Well, that... Uh... Uh, you know that that's all fine and good. That doesn't that doesn't solve this year's potential problem no, at all. This, this year, this year you can have a problem. I mean, getting back to the original thing, I mean, if if you got Michigan versus Alabama or Notre Dame versus Alabama, that's a tough call. Right. Yeah. I I just got a feeling, just a gut feeling, they would go with Michigan. Now, I think I think the coaches would be in favor of Alabama, but there's 13 people in that room. And they're saying, you know what? If we if we leave the Big Ten champion out again, oh my! Are you going to be the committee, the committee guy that says, says Alabama went from one to five? Uh, that, I'm I'm. Hey, are you going to tell Nick Saban he's not in the playoffs? I'm not going to do it. <laughs> well, you know that that's you know this is very much on the table, uh, but uh, you know I it would be very hard to leave Alabama out like again. You have to tell me the score, and if the score is close, um, you know. Yeah, it's it, yeah. I, I, everything I wrote, Duke, was predicated on a right. close game in the SEC yeah. championship game. Because because if one if if Georgia were to blow Alabama out, <laughs> that, that's but, funny but even it, saying those words. Now I wrote. I wrote uh, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, I don't you know, you'd also have to you'd have to factor in again. You know what what does Michigan do? I mean, they can, there are a lot of different ways to get to. Uh, to the, if they're twelve and one, you know, if they if they drill Ohio State, you know that that's going to give them some style points. And sure, if, if, if you know there, there are factors on the field that can influence well, some of that. Here, here you go. How about leave Notre Dame out? They didn't play. Uh, they didn't play a thirteenth game, and uh, you know they weren't a conference champion. <laughs> and they beat Michigan. <laughs> well, I know, but you know, two, they, but they missed. They missed two. Be- that would be an insurrection. I, you know, I don't, hey, we've all seen that happen. Uh, uh, Florida didn't Miami beat Florida State in in, uh, yes. in two thousand? Oh, and, and didn't uh, Florida it, State? It was like oh, it was oh one, wasn't it? Oh, don't uh, two thousand. Two thousand. They beat yeah. Florida State yeah. head to head, and right. Florida State got in the game against Oklahoma. Right. Okay, so it's not unprecedented. Uh, it's not unprecedented, but with Notre Notre Dame usually. They they sort of get promoted up, not down. I mean, I that was what Blau and I were talking about uh, before the show. Um, that the odds of a Notre Dame getting snubbed, an unbeaten Notre Dame, because really, if you look at strength of schedule, Notre Dame has got you know a, a kind of shaky kind of resume compared to some of these other teams. Uh, but Notre Dame doesn't get left out because it's Notre Dame. They're Notre Dame. That's right. Well, we'll yeah, we'll see how that you know how far that plays out when it, if it gets down to really really crunch time. But I think this is moot uh, anyway because um, Alabama is not losing. I don't think to anybody. And which brings me to my next subject: Is Alabama good for college football or bad for college football right now? Uh, and I say that in kind of you know looking back at dynasties in the past. Uh, particularly UCLA basketball. A lot of people didn't like UCLA winning 10 titles. They thought it was bad for the, the sport. And, uh, and, and Alabama is so, seems to be so good this year that it's almost not fun. I mean, it's, they're almost not, I mean, they're not watchable. They're not watchable because there's no excitement in, in the opponent. Um, and, and what do we think, what do we think uh, Mark, is Alabama good or bad for college football? 
I think it's great for college football, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, because I think I think as much as as much as people want to talk about parity and and have more teams doing it, they remember the great teams. They re, they remember they remember Oklahoma in '57. They remember Nebraska. They remember Miami teams. You can't tell me right off the top of your head. Can you tell me who won 2011? What? You can't get to think about it. Who? National championship. Alabama, Alabama beat LSU in a rematch. Okay. But I'm telling you, they're, 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 but they're, when, when you have a great team in any one year, I think that's talked about, and let the rest of the teams catch up. And that's that, and no. let them take and let them take a shot. I mean, I think I don't think Tony would disagree with me. Let them take a shot of being the guy who slays the giant. I think it's much better yeah. than having ten teams that are nine and one or, or eight and one, no eleven and one, or you know, and and then decide oh well, well they might be better. Well they might be better. I think having greatness is always preferable. Uh, I I agree. I, I said, you know what? All the people said, boy, you know, I, I just get tired of seeing Alabama and Clemson all the time. I said, you know what? I have got the solution to your problem, Bubba. I really do. Beat them, okay? If you beat them, then you you solve your problem. Yeah, well, it, it's like people say, well, you know, I don't want to watch that Michael Jordan guy. I mean, he's he scores forty a night. You know, what's the excitement in that? You know, well, I don't want to watch Tiger Woods. You know, well, you know what? Win by win by seven shots at Augusta. You know what's what's the what's the fun in that? Well, I heard a lot, but I heard a lot of backlash. I mean, believe me, from you know, the wooden UCLA years. Well, you know, he did. You know, he did this. Well, he didn't do that. Well, he only had to win four. They only had to win four NCAA well, tournament games. They only did. Oh, he got all the best players. Oh, it's this and that and that. Uh, you know, so there is there is that kind of a, a backlash factor, uh, but. I don't know, Herb. Do you think it's uh, is this you know, a, is this an exciting season? Of it, I don't. I'm not. I, I'm more of a populist about all this. It depends on it depends on how the team is put together and, and, and how they win. You know, Alabama. It gets. I, I can totally respect what they do. And, and, and Tony's right. You got to go out and beat them if you don't like it. On the other hand, when they consistently out recruit, out coach, out everything. It almost seems unfair, and it, it's not. It takes all the drama out of it for me. I mean, I, that's I, what I mean. It makes yeah. me live. I mean, to watch Alabama and Clemson play again this year, I, I don't. You know, I can totally understand why that is the most logical scenario, but I'm not relishing that or looking forward to that. Yeah, I, I mean, I I sort of feel like you know, give somebody else a chance. Well, yeah, this, and, and they have to earn it, but this, they haven't. This season has been drained of drama. I think we'd all agree that the the, the regime, no, that's you know. That's not their so, fault. I'm just saying it's the reality. Guys, let me point out one thing, guys. I mean, everyone's talking about this. I mean, Tony and Duke, we were all there. We're one, we're one completion away from having Georgia as a national champion, and no one's talking about this Alabama. <laughs> exactly. I'm talking about I'm talking about this Alabama team. I, I, I understand that, but, but but that's how fragile it is. We're we're one play away from from, from, from having everything turn around again. It's just I still no. think greatness is, is is great and it should be appreciated. That, well, like Tony said, let's go go beat Alabama. Well, that get, yeah. well the the thing the thing about the drama that's left <laughs> in this particular season now is whether or not Alabama can be dominant through the rest of the season and through the playoffs. Because if they are, if they're winning by 20-something points uh, over Georgia over the, and two playoff games, then, then we've got to start having a serious conversation about where this team 
stacks up in the history of the game. Because yeah, very you know, I mean, very few teams, you know, you know, maybe Miami two thousand and one, no. Nebraska nineteen ninety five. Uh, you know, have have stood the test of time, and this this would be one of those teams, probably. And that's my yeah. point. There's we're no doubt. We're talking about those teams. Well, well I, I measure. I mean, it, it, you know, if they continue like this, they're they're right in that that snapshot of, of best of all time. Yeah, I mean, it, it will take it, these. Have been, these have been, you know, when you go to to Baton Rouge in a in a game that's supposed to be a good test, and, and you come out of there twenty nine to nothing. I mean, you just that, that, that's a pretty loud statement, you know, if they well, continue that way, and there's no reason to think they won't. Well, Jeff, let me ask you a rhetorical question. What, what is more exciting, Alabama or the Pac-12 South? <laughs> Yo. Uh, they're, 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 Pac-12 they're, South is great. No one knows. I don't think it's great. It's terrible. I, well, that's my point. That's parody. That's not, well, I mean, it's, you know, that's not parody. You can have, you can have, uh, I'm talking about, uh, I'm talking about parity in the top ten teams in the country, not in one division of, of right. the Pac-12. I right. that. But when I'm talking the concept, the greatness should always be appreciated. Uh, it is appreciated. I'm not saying it's not appreciated. I'm saying and it's I think bo- it's good. I'm saying I'm saying I'm saying, I'm saying it's boring. It's boring because I can't even watch Alabama because they're so good. I mean, I don't watch them. I, I appreciate them. I mean, what, what, how much I could, I didn't, did anybody, did anybody watch the, the entire four quarters of the LSU-Alabama game? I didn't. It's over. No. You turn it you on. Know, the other, the other, other game's on. That, that I can think of is when I was growing up, the Big Ten was Ohio State and Michigan. I mean, you, you didn't even have to bother with any of the other games, and it was a similar kind of a thing. They were so far ahead of everybody else. And you know what? That was boring. For me, I mean, and, and I think well, for a lot of people in the Midwest, uh, you know, there's no question that they, you know, they were they were great teams. But when they, I, I'm a, I'm just a populist, I like to see a little more parity than we're having right now. And, and I think it would be great if, if if other teams could get better. I just don't know how that happens, Tony, because when you look at the resources and the way that they are used i mean everything alabama does i mean they, they have a leg up to begin with because of the tradition and because of the resources but they do everything well i mean it, the, the coaching is, is is immaculate and the recruiting is right there i mean i don't know how you compete with that it's really a difficult thing well well it's it certainly sets a bar georgia is the closest thing to alabama right now that the sec has uh, I, I still think other schools can do it. I think Texas A&M can do it. I think Florida can do it. Uh, but they 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 have got to they they've got to do it. But yeah, you're. It, but, it, yeah, it, it, it is a very very high bar. The Nick Saban. It's a high bar, and you're talking about being able to do it in the SEC, where you have, you know, I mean, their little slogan "It means more" is very true. I mean, there's there there's. There's better talent because of the high school systems down there. There's, there's, you know, the resources. Everything about it is better. How does a Pac-12, you know, we're making fun of the Pac-12 now, but how do you compete with that? I mean, you have some players in California, but you don't have the foundation for success so, that you have in the SEC, and it's been true now for a long, long time. Believe me, USC can get uh, a, a good, as good of players as Alabama can get. It, 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 there's, you know, in, in, in Southern California, the question is, Mm-hmm. The, the, the difference is Nick Saban. I mean, as soon as as soon as USC gets a coach, 
like Pete Carroll again, they will be compete at the highest levels because they can get they can get Alabama level players. It used to be Alabama State we get USC no. level players. Well, that's yep. interesting no. you say that. I, I heard a, a West Coast guy, and I forget who it was. It must have been one of the ESPN guys, and he was saying that really there's been sort of a decline in the trenches out there. You don't have the the the, uh, the big uglies, the offensive and defensive linemen on the West Coast that you, you had when Pete Carroll was getting it done. And, and, and overall, I've always thought that was the difference in the SEC, that the linemen were just no, that, phenomenal. No, that, that, I mean, that you is know, true. You get skill guys elsewhere, but no, Washington, and everybody has skill guys. The linemen are, are, are the bottom. That's you know, absolutely absolutely, so absolutely true. I mean, Washington is the closest to, to, to fulfilling that. Uh, you know, but and Stanford is is close some years, and SC should always have those players on both. They just they, this I blame on recruiting and co- and coaching, not getting those kind of guys uh, that are available. And plus, the talent the talent is spread out so much. You know, everyone takes California kids out here. Every conference, all twelve teams, most of their players are from California. Most of them from Southern California. So if you're not a good coach uh, or you're recruiting, uh, yeah, you can get you can get whooped, and that's what's happening at USC right now. But you know, I I don't I don't know if you, you think these things are cyclical. But when you get the right coach at the right program, uh, you know, no one, no one was saying Alabama was when when Mike Shula was at Alabama and Mike Debose. <laughs> no one was saying how can we compete with Alabama. What's changed? What's changed since then, Tony? No, they, they got the right coach. Right. They got they got the generational coach right. they want. Right. And so, no, it's that. Well, the question at every, every one of these places, and USC certainly proved it when Pete was there. Uh, do you do you have the re, do you have the right coach? Do you have the resources to recruit at the highest level? Right. And that includes uh, facilities and things of that nature. And do do are you in a talent base where you don't have to go, you know, get on planes and go a lot of places to get players? Yep. And uh, and and Alabama has all of those, and USC has all of those, but they don't. They haven't found their next great coach yet. Correct. And so does Clemson, and Clemson is right there with Alabama. Absolutely. That is absolutely right. If people would take a look at what Dabo Swinney has done at Clemson, oh, it's un it's unbelievable. As, as, with tradition, they have nobody has been as consistent. Dabo Sweeney has been not Danny Ford, not Frank Hopp, and he and he he has gotten the backing from his administration, and their facilities are second to none. Yeah, um, but you know, and and I think people at Texas A and M see Jimbo Fisher as that kind of uh, trans, yeah. transformative coach. We'll see. Certainly, you know he certainly did it at Florida State, getting play, getting getting the right players in there. But um, you know, it's it's an interesting question. Let's let's move on. I want to stick just briefly because I thought there was a couple anomalies or interesting tidbits in the college football ranking. The the I would say overvalue factor of the Florida Gators. The Florida Gators were fifteen in the in in the college football ranking. They were twenty one. In the coaches' poll, when you when the coaches have Florida six spots worse than the college football ranking, that makes you uh, uh, that makes you wonder what's is Florida overvalued, and 
is there this confirmation bias theory that Joel Klatt throws out about there where, I mean, there's seven teams in the committee ranking from the SEC. There's six in the other two polls. Um, and is this is an obvious tell about how much the college football playoff ranking thinks it loves the SEC? I don't, Tony, I don't understand, I don't understand Florida that, that high. That's one of my I think what the, the, one of the explanations is, and there's some truth to this, is that the committee loves Alabama and anybody who has played Alabama. Okay? And Florida hasn't. So Florida hasn't played Alabama, but they beat LSU, who played Alabama. <laughs> right, that's yeah, it's like six degrees from Kevin Bacon. Okay? Yeah, we're not supposed so, to do that, though. <laughs> well, that, that's exactly what they're doing. Well, here. you know, that, that doesn't... I, Florida. I never even look at the rankings beyond about six or eight or maybe ten. You know, anybody who's not really in the hunt for the uh, for the final four, I, I don't even. I'm not even sure why I, why they do it. I guess it's good conversation for podcasts like these. Well, but the, um, the conspiracy theorists say they do it to a. It's called confirmation bias. So when you make yes. so when you make any other move later on in the season. You say, well, they beat five teams ranked in our ranking, uh, and well, why why are some why are some of these teams in your ranking? Uh, you know, Auburn Auburn isn't in, isn't in the other two polls, but they're in the college football poll. Uh, that that's Florida is is, is 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 you know is fifteen in one poll and twenty one and nineteen in the two other ones that were used in the BCS. That's called confirmation bias. That's the conspiracy theory. Uh, saying well that, but you know, I, so it is important. I think when they when they try to justify what they've done, I think that's a lot of goes into it. Blau, do you have a thought on this, Jersey guy? You well, yeah. Care. I mean, first, first of all, I, I think the committee's got to. I mean, they, they talk the final four, but the committee's also obligated for for the six players. They 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 fill the top twelve spots. I mean, that's what they're looking at because that those are the six the top twelve spots. Uh, you know, are, are the are the Spots that go to the six playoff balls. I mean, the, the four, the, you know, plus plus the two other balls. So that's that's what they're looking at. So then then it becomes in a, in a, in a matter of you know uh, between twelve and thirteen, and thirteen and fourteen. Well, then then it becomes more you know more more picky and we and subjective on, on who decides what is good and what is not good. Yeah, I just think it, I think it's curious why and why does you know, LSU? What other team in America loses by twenty nine and and drops to number seven? Well, you you mentioned it yourself. They 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 love it. They think respect Alabama so much. That's I mean that's an Alabama factor more than an LSU factor. Right, right. Well, so. and you know you know one thing that would help make this process a little more comprehensible, I think, is the non-conference scheduling. It, it's almost getting to the point where you need to have the committee almost needs whether they however it it, it gets done. At Alabama, they need to play a little more competitive non-conference schedule. And I'm not ripping them for this year because maybe they didn't know that Louisville wasn't going to be any Oh, that's like... Uh, you know, that can happen. But the, the point is, this stuff should be arranged. You know, when we see these in basketball, we'll see the, SEC, uh, the ACC Big Ten Challenge. One versus one, two versus two. Maybe there should be something like that in non-conference scheduling in football. And if you rotate it around the country, you know maybe you know maybe a number one Alabama should play a number one Ohio State in the non-conference, and then we get a little more data. The committee gets more data, and then 
you know, I, I don't know, you know, it sounds far-fetched, but really, if you, if you did it in a, a, a top-to-bottom kind of way, I think it would be very well, beneficial, her, because you wouldn't see the empty, I guess that got rejected. <laughs> that, was, that was like the dating, the dating game or the, the gong show. I was going to say, is that the gong show? Here, Chuck Barris. Herb, 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 I got an idea. This is how you do that. If the selection comes down to Michigan or, or uh, Alabama for that final spot, you say Michigan played a tougher schedule. And I think it'll be borne out. Uh, I think they'll have a, Michigan will end up with a with a better oh, SOS at the end of the year. And you say, guess what? Michigan played a better overall schedule uh, and they deserve it. And if you say that, well, then, then there's, then there's the, there's the warning shot fired, you know, sure. Follow through because you can't, you can't have it both ways. I mean, Washington played Rut Washington scheduled Rutgers, you know, nine years ago when, you know, when they were nine and zero and they had a good team uh, and then they end up playing them. And they're terrible. Well, that's not their fault, but yes, it is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you can you can you can get out of yeah. some of those games. But that's what I'm saying is that you know I, I've heard other people talk about this, and when I first heard it, I thought it sounded like pie in the sky. But if you have a little more of a you know level playing field on the non-conference scheduling, you can diminish some of these disparities, and, and you can have more data, as they like to say. And, and it actually would be good for the sport. I mean, I think it would be great to see some of these, you know, preseason yeah. non-conference kind of showdowns. Yeah. Especially if we're saying that you're going to pick the four best teams. You're not going to really go by record and things necessarily. Take the, How about take take the, last, the, the top eight teams from the year before and play them in a series of preseason, you know, games at, at, the, big, at the, big, the big arenas, you know? Yeah, like, but don't you see that now, too? So aren't those, those special games in Arlington and neutral sites sort of like that? I mean, you have, you have Auburn versus Washington. I mean, I mean Alabama was... Yeah, they're Louisville, trying to do that. But, but Louisville might have had Lamar Jackson. That might have been a different game. So, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's sort of trying to do it. Yeah, bit. I mean, I, and I want, look, Nick Saban, whatever you want to say about him, He's he doesn't he's not he doesn't dodge people. He wants he's the one. He wants a nine game league schedule. Yeah. He's he you know they play they they take on good teams in these uh, neutral site games. <clears throat> well, Saban Saban wants to play all power five teams. Yeah, so he wants well, see, to play, and that, that, he wants to play yeah. nine conference schedule. He wants to play nine, a nine game conference schedule in three power five right. teams. And do away with the FCS game. Well, it's it's the yeah. Floridas that don't want to do it. It's the other teams, the, oh, yeah. the, the sub the sub right. Alabama levels that won't it's go the out. Mississippi states that yeah. don't want to do it. Right. Okay. Right. Well, exactly. that's and that's where a committee, a, a playoff committee that has some leverage on this stuff, can be in the in the lead on that. I mean, I think that you know, there's a lot of conversation about that nine game schedule across the country, and and that would be a first step. The other one would be that, you know, power teams play power teams. And you could still deal in the group of five conferences. You could, you, If you're going to have three non-conference games, one could be a, a major head-to-head test out of conference, and another could be a middling team, and then another one could be, you know, one of the lessers. I mean, you, you could balance these schedules out, and then you're, then you're comparing, you're getting closer to comparing teams. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I said Mark's right. They're they're trying to do it, but there's so much, you know, it's like trying to uh, they say you know like trying to herd cats, you know, to get so many 
125 teams and trying to get them matched up with scheduling and, well, I don't want to do this, but we, we got to do this. And it, it, it is difficult, but uh, I, I think the bottom line comes down to the committee, as they said to Washington a couple years ago, you know, your schedule stinks. So that's, that's going to keep you out. Uh, and that's, I think that's the answer. At the end of the year, that's not good enough. You go, out, go out and play people. Uh, so, all right, let's move on from that. Blau, Blau I want to get uh, you and I involved just very briefly. This is, a, this is resurrec- Resurrection Week for our, our two preseason number one teams. Now, you, <laughs> you, went, you went out and picked Michigan State number one, uh, fell on your face. Uh, I picked I picked Auburn no, number one. Face, I well, you, you picked them. They're your team. You own them. Uh, but I picked Auburn. Uh, not not a good choice. But guess what? We have a chance. We have a chance to redeem our our, our credibility. Uh, Michigan State is playing Ohio State this week, right? Is that correct? Yes, they are. Yep. Auburn is playing Georgia, right, Tony? Yes, sir. What if my Auburn Tigers beat win at Georgia, at Alabama to close the season? How 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 is my number one looking? How how far up can they get with three losses with that? Well, into the top ten, absolutely salvage. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to happen. I know. Just, but hey, there there is a there's a long tradition of. Of there being upsets, I know, but I don't see it. Uh, yeah, not not this year. I mean, that's all right. Let's move on. That's I'm I'm done with that. Uh, I just want to get that in that we're our, our terrible picks are maybe are not that we're, we're are not that. Terrible. Well, you know, let, let me let me defend the uh, Blau. I mean, I, I've resisted needling him about that Michigan State number one pick, but uh, at this point, it's. That's a question in my mind this Saturday. I mean, if Ohio State keeps playing the way they played in October right. at Michigan State this week, that that's a that's a that's that's a tight game. Michigan State had a really brutal start, but they're coming around. I mean, there are still things that they don't do well, but they are good at run defense and uh, they're running the ball a little bit better. And Ohio State really hasn't. They haven't. They 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 have not met expectations since. Really, I mean, they squeaked by at Penn State the end of September, and and they've really just been very inconsistent since then, uh, and, and really, you know, bad at, at Purdue. You don't you don't know what they're going to do at Michigan State. I mean, that that game's a real close yeah, game in I my think mind going in. I do too, and and uh, you know Auburn, you know Auburn came off the deck last week. Uh, I blame Jim, you know Tech, Jimbo Fisher kind of A and M kind of. You know, threw that game away, but that you know that was impressive uh, uh, drive for by by uh, by Auburn and uh, who knows? You know, they, they're they're not what they're Tony. They're certainly not without talent. Their running game was non-existent for a long time, but they are not without talent. No, so, no, absolutely. Uh, all right, well, let's get it. We we're hitting where are we at like forty minutes now. We've just gone. It's it's flown by. Let's get into some of the games. Uh, Herbie, we talked about Notre Dame a little bit. There are reports now that that Ian Book is going is going to miss the Florida State game this week, which any other year might be big news. Uh, I don't know that it matters this year against Florida State, and maybe they catch a break in that in that regard. If, what do we know? About yeah, this? I think that you know that that would be you know it'd obviously you'd feel badly for the young man for Book. Um, 
But Notre Dame is doing a lot of things really well. I don't think it's a, a cause for concern like they're, you know, they're not going to win this game. Uh, I, they want to get him back at some point to compete. But uh, Notre Dame is just quietly – I like this team a lot because I think there's a lot of good balance there. I mean, they, don't, they lost the two monster offensive linemen last year. But I think that overall, if you took it there, take both of their lines, that, that's one of the things that's impressed me this year, is that, especially their defensive line. And, you know, they're just, they're just they'll have a lot of quality personnel uh, that, that, that very- make it easier for them to deal with a change at quarterback like this. And, you know, Wimbush... It would be kind of interesting to see because, I mean, he was the front runner, obviously. And a lot of people thought if Wimbush didn't play this year, then Notre Dame was going to be in trouble. Yeah. Then all of a sudden in game four, Book is the starter, and they're going, well, why? You know, it's always been in my mind, why, why was Wimbush the guy to begin with? So it'll be kind of interesting to see how much he's learned from sitting these last uh, five, six games. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, um, and and there's one of, there's one other issue in this game, guys. Florida State's awful. Yes, they yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> didn't know didn't know that when they scheduled it. <laughs> no, nope. but but that doesn't matter. Um, and I no, think that's the reason that Bush that that, that Bush is sitting. I, I think it was a. I think I think they figured they could they could win without him. Otherwise, I don't think Brian Kelly would would, would sit him out for this game. But that, that was a. a, a a game that was could be competitive, and they thought they might lose it. I thought I think Book would be playing. Isn't it? Isn't it funny that Notre Dame closes against Florida State, Syracuse, and USC, and Syracuse is the watch <laughs> is the watch out game. I mean, right. I, I mean well, you well, you just don't think you're going to march into Yankee Stadium and walk <laughs> out of there with an easy win? I mean, come on. Uh, there we are. That was that that was one of that was one of the points I was making in the Notre Dame piece this week was. Yeah. Well, how many decades has it been since we would say that Syracuse was the chief threat there, <laughs> ahead of USC and, and Florida State? Yeah, and they'll use that win, you know, in their in their in their defense if they have to. Well, we beat Syracuse. How many top twenty-five teams do we have to defeat? Get some respect around here. <laughs> All right, Blau, you've got a, a, a you've got one of the big games for a change. You're like kind of, uh, you know, you're kind of like the the West a little bit. The East and the West, we kind of. We're struggling for, for positive things. Although Boston College has, has had a, a a good year, but they have a chance to 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 slay uh, you know Goliath this week. Clemson, you know, Clemson has a history of underperforming at least once a year against somebody. Uh, is this the week? Yeah, but I, I think they're so focused this this year. I, I think we talked we talked about this earlier. Is is right, right after the. They got they barely beat Syracuse and Clemson. I mean, I think the award got to doubt. Well, you better not only win games, but you would have be impressive. And, and and the last four games against you know Wake Forest, Florida State, North Carolina State, uh, you know, and and, and they they they've averaged sixty to nine. It's been the average and, and Louisville. The the average margin of victory has been sixty to nine against ACC teams. Um, they're nineteen point favorites against Boston College. Boston College is a decent team. And, and so I, I, I think that, you know, I think they're going to pay attention to business. I mean, they, they're going to have to show up. It's going to be cold. It's, it's going to be at night. I mean, which, which Clemson likes, obviously. They won't be bothered by the crowd or anything like that, even though BC fans can, when they do show up, can make some noise. So, I, you know, but it's an interesting game for BC. It's an interesting game for Clemson. Yeah, it's, uh, I'll tell you that Trevor Lawrence has made a, a uh, that guy, 
that guy's got a trigger. I mean, he gets the ball wow. out so fast uh, that you, the defenses can't get can't get set. I mean, the ball's out, and I think that's well, a big difference in Clemson. Guys, we're going to look back on this season at Clemson, particularly if they get to the national championship game against Alabama. We're going to look back on this season as the season where Dabo Sweeney proved once and for all that he's an elite football coach because he made he made a decision. Yep. In this season that very, very few coaches would make. He benched an ACC championship quarterback yep. in favor of an 18-year-old freshman because the freshman he knew could take them possibly where they wanted to go. And well, who did that with Southeast Conference, Tony? <laughs> Mr. K- Mr. Saban did it during the game. Now, if it's yeah, da- if Dabo does it, it, if Dabo yes, does that, and, but that's the kind of – that's because those guys have – they have so much uh, security uh, and respect, I think, and they, you know, it's it, it's the problem comes when you don't have that, and you're like at USC, and the and you don't know which quarterback to play, and you you kind of you you play the favorite instead of, you know, instead of Sam Darnold, you know, it takes you too long to figure out we got the wrong guy, uh, but uh, yeah, these Dabo and and Nick have a certain kind of credibility where what they do is not. Question. The problem is if somebody gets hurt, you know, if that guy gets hurt, then they might be in trouble. But that's mm-hmm. that's really mm-hmm. the only issue. Tony, what do you got this week? What's uh, what's scratching at you this week uh, in the SEC? Uh, you said we mentioned Auburn uh, and Georgia. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't Here, know. Here's here's an interesting one in the SEC: South Carolina plus yeah. seven at <laughs> Florida. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Will Muschamp would love to go back to the swamp and win. This will be the second time he's taken his team to his former employee. Did did not win two years ago. Florida, I was spe- I spoke in Florida last night. Yeah. And the gate the Gator folks are not happy with the way they laid an egg against Missouri. Yeah. Uh, remember that they benched Felipe Franks in favor of Kyle Trask, and there was a lot of speculation that Kyle Trask was going to play a lot in this game. Oops. Yesterday at practice, he got a serious injury. Is out for the season. Who did? Okay? Who, who is? Kyle Trask. Oh, who came off the bench? Oh, Felipe Franks. Ooh. Trask is out of the game. So now they're down to Felipe Franks and a true freshman, Emory Jones. Okay. Uh, I think Florida will win the game, but I tell you what, South Car- South Carolina has won by two. They've won by three. They've won by four. They've lost one by three. They have a knack for winning close games. Yeah, you know, and Florida has a knack for losing. I mean, Florida has lost three games by seventeen uh, average points. Now, granted, those the, you know those are against good teams, but that when they when they flop, they 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 really flop. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. Let's let's clean it up. We're heading to the finish line. I've got nothing to say about the Pac-12. Nothing other than. Uh, a five loss. My dream scenario is five loss USC playing five loss Northwestern in the Rose Bowl. I, yeah, that, that can happen, right, Herb? Is that possible? Herb, now, who's uh, coming out? Who's coming out of the uh, what, the that, uh, West? That can, that can happen. I mean, okay. Northwestern is actually. I mean, it's, it's a very strange scenario. I mean, Northwestern zero and three in non-conference, but five and one in the league. They've got a two-game lead basically with three to go. 
they just have to beat Minnesota and Illinois. They can lose at Iowa this week, and, and they're still tracking for the Big Ten championship game. Yeah. They're also a 10-point underdog at Iowa. I mean, how bizarre is that? You wouldn't see that in the SEC. Tony, <laughs> a, a division champion, a 10-point underdog? Ouch. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, that'll be interesting. We'll monitor those situations. Uh, Washington State's still hanging on by a thread. They go to they go to dangerous Colorado. Uh, Colorado's swooning now after a 5-0 start, but a lot of that's been because they've had tons of injuries. And if they're getting some guys back this week, watch out, Washington State. I say, I'll say again, Blau, before we go, give us about a minute, and that's all we're going to allow you on college basketball you wrote a little bit about Duke. You, you got a little sneak peek of Duke, Kentucky, uh, and I know that was a dominating game. Although I think uh, I think Calipari is uh, is just laying in. The, you know, he, he's on, I'm not saying he's tanking, but he doesn't want to play well right now anyway. But tell us about you. Just were swooning over Duke, and you think Duke could be the Alabama of college basketball? Well, they, they could because I mean, they, like you, you said, I don't pay. I hate. I said I, I hate November basketball. You know, and. and and I paid no attention to it, and, and but but I just noticed the score of that game, and then I checked into it, and then I saw then I saw some highlights, and and Duke has has what might be the, a Fab Five recruiting class, the top they got the top three freshmen in the country all playing one two three are playing for Duke, and and I and as Cal Perry said, they're not going to lose many games, and you know and and they play the way they are, and they they they, they could they. If they, you know, it's it's a long shot, but they could make a stretch. They they could be forty and zero and, and be national champions in April. I mean, that's that's how good they they they're the most talented team by far. And Zion Williamson is a, is the lad's name. Yep. Is the next monster <coughs> monster player in college basketball. Uh, that's all we're going to talk about college basketball until for now. Right? For now, all right. We just want to get that in. Anybody else? Well, I, I I will say one thing about the Duke Kentucky game. The four of us and Sheila could have guarded. Do better than Kentucky. Let's put it there. <laughs> well, well, come on. Well, that's called guard. So guard somebody. That's called. Uh, that's early season zone, you know. So, but uh, you know, this is all position. There's no more chess checker positioning than there is in college basketball. We won't know for three months how, how good some of these teams are. But, uh, but yeah. But I'm glad Duke doesn't uh, doesn't you know play any true freshmen. They. They kind of like that. Wait, that was twenty years ago. I forgot. That's right. Uh, that's a different era. Anyway, we've we've spent enough time. Good session as as usual, and we will be back next week with another edition. Uh, until then, adios.